2: Hello and welcome to It's Complicated, the podcast to help you untangle your relationship with your phone. Well, we've all been pushed around I'm Tanya Goodin and each week I'll be talking to my guests about how they manage the relationship with the tiny tyrant in their pocket. We'll be talking about how our phone habits affect our work, our lives and our loves and about what our relationship with our phone might just tell us about our relationship with ourselves.
1: Where well, we've all been
2: swept away If you want help and you want hope, no you've come to the right place. This is It's Complicated.
1: Lost everything you try to say
2: Cos we've all been swept This week, I'm delighted to have one of Britain's leading celebrity and portrait photographers with me, Dan Kennedy. Dan's work has appeared in all the world's top publications, including The Sunday Times magazine, Hollywood Reporter, Billboard, The Independent, The Observer, Q magazine, and many others. And on billboards from New York to Tokyo. His dazzling A-list clients include Angelina Jolie, Kira Knightley, Madonna, Dua Lipa and David Beckham, as well as Superman, Henry Cavill, Doctor Who, Jodie Whittaker and my personal favourite, the bodyguard, Richard Madden. Dan has just jetted back in from a shoot in Miami so I'm really happy to be able to grab some of his time and talk to him today. So, Dan, thank you so much for coming to talk to me today. I've been really excited about talking to you. So we met at a festival last summer where we were both talking. And I remember being really struck by what you were talking about, because you were talking about your career as a photographer. But quite a lot of the talk was about your relationship with your phone and tech and how you've learned how to manage that in order to be as creative and productive as possible. So I was wondering if we could kick off by talking about that, how that's developed.
3: Yeah, I have, um, I, I have paid a bit of attention to my relationship with my phone and my tech. But yeah, I noticed that I was spending far too much time on my phone. And yeah, I just made a bit of a point of blocking my time off a bit better and making sure that I wasn't just sort of frittering it away.
2: And do you think that was affecting how you work? I mean, was was it affecting your... Productivity. I mean, I guess if you're spending a lot of time on your phone, it was. But do you think when we spend too much time on our phone, it affects creativity as well? What's I your think experience? It,
3: I think it definitely does. You know, I, I've read all this stuff about attention residue. You know, where you're you're doing one task and then you move over to another, and actually some of your residues left on task A when you're then on task B. You know, and flitting between tasks is is not good. So I worked with a mentor about a year ago, which was really profound for my business and profound for my life. really really, as well. At the ripe old age of 46, I think I sort of, I was inadvertently seeking that out. And some of the things that we worked on were really profound. And the first and main one, really, was getting control of my time. I realised that I wasn't in any way in control of it you know I'm freelance I work for myself you know I could be doing three celebrity shoots back to back on three days and then nothing for five days and then back on to another two shoots so you know I'm very much in control of my time and you know and it was a I was at the stage where um you know I was sort of standing looking out the window at the drizzle on a Tuesday morning at 11 o'clock thinking what do I do should I do some accounts or no actually no no actually no let's do some new business let's hit the phones and hit that list of people we need to contact actually no no no, no screw all of that I think actually I want to go and have a coffee with a friend you know so um no one teaches you any of this as a mm. as a creative as a freelance so uh one of the first and most important things that I did working with a mentor was uh was was put a plan into place it might even sound it sounds a bit funny saying that working with a mentor to put that plan into place but you know I, I didn't have I don't have any framework with which to kind of run my freelance life, even though I've got myself to, a, you know, what some might say, a very successful level. There was still no framework. So, um, it, it, the long, you know, it, the long answer to the, the short answer to the question really is is that I put a framework into place and that framework involves me working in specific blocks of time when I'm not on a photo shoot. So all the rest of the stuff that you have to deal with as a creative, you know, I ended up organizing that and my days now form very organized blocks
2: so you uh, you carve out spaces for things like invoicing that you were talking about or new business or
3: absolutely yeah absolutely and I was never that kid to put my cds in rainbow order cds showing my (laughs) age but you know I was never I I was sort of a bit two fingers to organization but you know kind of working with someone to address that has really changed everything And, and my working weeks are totally transformed now and so If I'm on a non-shoot day where I'm not photographing someone and I'm busy working on something else, you know, I have a very strict kind of morning routine. The first, you know, hour of my day is is set in stone. It's kind of non-negotiable. And that's had a really profound effect on my on my working life and my creativity. And in fact, it's relevant to our chat today because these blocks must not be interrupted one of the most powerful books that i read which was suggested to me by the mentor was called deep work by cal newport and and, you know and, and cal newport tells an amazing story about how he works in in these concentrated blocks of time not necessarily long blocks but blocks of time where you really are uninterrupted and so i try as often as possible to do that and uninterrupted means having your phone on on flight mode and not and not being interrupted and then we're back to attention residue and we're back to oh you know hang on just one second I've just got an email coming in and oh god did we not send that oh god you know and then you're out of your time block that time block for me may have been be a time block of creativity of 50 minutes that's all I might have committed myself to but during that 50 minutes I need to get the creative ready for a shoot next week with you know Kira Knightley you know and I need to work out where I'm going to shoot what I'm going to be doing on that shoot you know planning uh lots and lots of detail about that. And that really works for me if I'm then immersed in this block rather than being distracted, which, you know, which uh, otherwise there would have been and we all would be, you know.
2: So Cal Newport very famously doesn't have a smartphone. Oh, and I isn't, didn't know that. yeah and isn't on social media so, amazing I
3: didn't know that either <laughs> so you
2: you're, you do both you're on social yeah. media and you have a smartphone so how does that morning routine work in relation to tech I mean do you have kind of rules about I don't pick my phone up until a certain time or I don't use it does- I
3: do and you know when I put that into place I, I, it, it was it was obviously novel to me and it seemed quite novel but now of course you know you hear that a lot it's, it's, it's mentioned by loads of people you know don't check your emails first thing in the morning blah 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 but that is part of my routine I wake up I do 10 minute meditation and then I have this kind of crazy weird breakfast smoothie that's <laughs> got loads of energy in it and then I plan my day and I plan my day kind of in time blocks and so at that point I then either do some exercise depending on what I'm doing where I'm basing myself for the day uh, and then straight after that and then on goes my text so at that point I turn on my emails and my phone goes on you know and so you're the up starts. for
2: about an hour or Yeah, minutes for an, an hour, really, that. something
3: like that. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've, I've kind of honed it down. You know, sometimes I have to squeeze it. Maybe sometimes the meditation gets cut to five minutes and the smoothie, a lot of it's been prepped the night before and then I'm gone. And other times, you know, I allow myself a bit longer. But I've actually found that, you know, I, I definitely am happier by doing mm. that so the kind of the proof is in the pudding for me i think my quality of life is a lot better by doing those things really you know and the tech is you know my relationship with the tech plays a part in that uh, on the flip side you know instagram is i have to say is quite a large part of my working mm. life now yeah. and it, and it has to be it doesn't no it doesn't have to be but it is it is as a
2: photographer know. that I, yeah i can see why yeah it needs to be tell me about your relationship with social media and instagram
3: instagram is the social media of choice for me I do Use Facebook as well, but Instagram. It kind of feels quite nice, really, for, for me. It kind of works. I post new work on there, and I get inspiration from there. I use the tags on Instagram a lot. The save function to save images that I really like the look of, and I go back through those. I'm doing a shoot tomorrow, for example, and about an hour ago, I was just going through my saved Instagram tags looking for extra inspiration for my shoot tomorrow. So it's a valuable tool for me. And at the same time, I post some of my own. Work on there you know and I've been commissioned from people seeing that you know I did a personal project in Berlin where I went sort of a bit retro and did some portraits in black and white and I posted those in the Sunday Times saw them and, and commissioned me to do a portrait for them so th- there's power in it it's a tool definitely as well as it can be a big distraction.
2: So I want to talk a bit about your journey as a photographer because I know you started in the darkroom didn't you of your local newspaper and 20 years later you're a celebrity photographer so how did that happen?
3: Yeah I started photographing bands in my hometown of Norwich sort of squeezing myself to the front of the stage and taking pictures which was really challenging and very hard work but I really enjoyed it and that's how I kind of got the buzz really I suppose and then yeah I had a job at the local newspaper the Great Yarmouth Mercury which was sort of man stub's toe on pavement you know go around visit the man <laughs> visit the going? pavement what the uh, the pavement yeah. and the, man, no, the paper <laughs> uh, the paper is still going I, th- I don't know I think so yeah I, I I guess so probably just I should imagine so I kind of cut my teeth there and then I moved to Nottingham and I worked for news agency in Nottingham where you kind of you can make your mistakes at local newspaper level you know sort of fire at the local hotel kind of thing and uh, you know you sort of forget to load film into your camera showing my age now Uh, and uh, (laughs) you know you never do that again once you've made that mistake so then I worked for a news agency in the Midlands in Nottingham and then came down to London and worked on Fleet Street so I worked on The Times and The Sun when I first started so I was just sort of a a, a freelance, total freelancer. Gosh that um,
2: must have been quite different The Times and The Sun worlds
3: apart indeed yeah and actually you know i wasn't overly worried about working for the sun you know i was much keener on working for the times really but the sun paid 50 pounds a day more than the times did 50 pounds a day the sun started offering me five shifts a week the picture editor rung me and said i don't want you working for the times anymore i want you working for me so i ended up working solidly for the sun for a, for a couple of years but actually they were so fantastic and so well organized the phone would ring at sort of six thirty in the morning and it would be like you're going to a dorm raid in Essex or it could be you go into the Maldives and it was I did a dorm raid in Essex and, and I went to the to, Maldives, went to the Maldives <laughs> and I ended up traveling the world doing shifts for the sun did like British and American troops training in the Mojave Desert in California and I did the first series of I'm a Celebrity in Australia so did I kind you? of got oh. really and you know, I was like 26 or 27 you know having this amazing time to just arriving kind of wet behind the ears you know from Nottingham in London and then just being able to travel was was fantastic and worked with some amazing journalists that you know the sun behind the scenes was incredibly well run uh, and a very fair kind of place to work you know and um, so that was great experience. I just sort of realised I didn't want to be fat and bald and 50 on my stepladders outside Downing Street, you know.
2: Did you do that? Were you one of those guys on the stepladder?
3: I did go to Downing Street a few times, yeah. Oh. I remember it just being bitterly cold. It was always cold and the light was really difficult to control. So occasionally, yeah, during the first few months, I would cover any kind of news story that would happen that they that they would put me on so it was always a question of them calling me and give, uh, assigning me jobs you know I was not going out just choosing something to photograph and then seeing if I could sell it I was sort of already on order for the day really yeah. so <clears throat> yeah so that kind of that that was that, that was great and then yeah I just made that decision I didn't want to be doing that really so I kind of smarmed my way over into the world of studio photography so yeah
2: so in that whole kind of length of your career the digital world happened didn't it? Probably in the middle or, you know, in yeah. the, well, certainly smartphones for about the last 11 years only. So yeah. what differences has that made to you in terms of a photographer in terms of the the tech you use or the way you work or the way you get work I mean that must have been a bit of a revolution. You were talking (laughs) about putting film in a camera so that's one thing I know that's changed but what else has changed?
3: Yeah absolutely I I think um, I I mean I kind of cut my teeth on film in the local paper so you were you know shooting five or six rolls of film a day and then processing it by hand and then making prints in the dark room and then sending those prints off on a motorbike courier that would then get kind of you know scanned and uh, reproduced for the paper so it was kind of ba- seems very basic stuff and so when I made that move to from Nottingham to London I invested in like the cutting edge digital cameras which were hilarious there was something like three megapixel you know yeah. you've got 10 times those, that in your yes. in your phone yeah. now you know so yeah and then the first few stages of digital were a bit ropey the pictures were always very orange and a bit sort of had a milky kind of finish and needed a lot of work in photoshop to make them look normal and then you know we're at a stage now where the cameras have a- amazing ability and range to work. low light and obviously smartphones the cameras within smartphones have come on massively in that time as well.
2: So you're in the kind of celebrity and media world Um, naming no names have you noticed how habits have changed with people around phones in the in the time that you've been shooting celebrities do you sometimes find it difficult to wrench someone off their phone if you're actually photographing them?
3: absolutely yeah you know in the hair and makeup room they're glued with their thumbs on the screen yeah also often depending on the level of the talent you know sometimes they're finishing a text or an email while on set and we're kind of just waiting around and then you know even though they know we're waiting they kind of finish doing what they're doing and then hand the phone to the assistant and say oh god sorry guys were you waiting you know when they blatantly knew that we were so yeah depending on who it is if it's lower down the pecking order we can be a bit more like um right guys so we 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 ready now, are we? You know, whereas uh, you get a bit more A-list, you you know, you're sometimes we maybe hold off a little bit. But yeah, I mean, uh, and exactly, people saying to the agent, "Oh, can you just do a quick boomerang of me?" You know, can yeah. you just you know, because they can all have do, it on their Insta stories. This is yeah. me on
2: my sheet, and there's constant you know filming of what's going on.
3: Totally. I mean, we have it written on the bottom of our call sheets now in red. Letters, you know, no social media, you know, because you're going to essentially break the exclusive, you know, if you're on a magazine shoot, you know, uh, it's um, many a time, you know, some sort of careless PR person or someone will you know take a photograph of my screen so i have a, every picture i take comes up on a really big screen so everyone can see what's happening the talent and yeah. the prs the management and everything and they can but be tempted to take a picture of that th- they're yeah. constantly taking pictures of that and so sometimes the talent do it and post that sometimes the 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 prs do it you know and sometimes the assistants will do it you know so obviously that's bad news if it's a, a potential cover picture so yeah the power of everyone having a phone and within one hit of a button you know you can. And just publish something um, that then makes it non-exclusive you know? so
2: have you had that happen have you yeah had not, I haven't enough? actually
3: had like a cover shoot ruined by it but I've been a part of very stern email trails that say hey listen you know you've you know we've we just about saved it this time because what you photographed wasn't actually you know on the cover or it was you know it was a test frame and we can get away with doing a careful edit on the shoot but please do not do this so yeah it's the power of, of that and the whole point about once you've pushed the button once it's gone and can never be brought back so yeah it's a really big thing also what happens is we see some people part of our crew will take a picture of the big screen and then they'll filter it themselves so changing My perception of the creative, you know, maybe I've made it black and white. Maybe I've increased the contrast loads. Maybe I've put kind of an amazing blue wash all over it or something. And they put an Instagram filter. And then they put an Instagram filter (laughs) over the top and then post that. So, which kind of is sort of undoing a bit of the good work we're trying to instill. So that's another thing that we never used to have to worry about before camera phones were up to that level. So yeah.
1: Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable.
2: I wanted to ask you a bit about the speed of turnaround, because you did mention to me earlier about having kind of adrenal burnout or, you know, health issues a a year ago or a couple of years ago. And I wondered if any of that was down to just the kind of the speed that we have to work at nowadays, you know, in in your industry particularly, you used to work in a dark room, you used to have time to develop, (laughs) you know, even if you were commissioned, presumably by the sun all the times, you know, your picture editor didn't see your work for a while. Now, is there a massive kind of pressure to turn things around really quickly?
3: Absolutely. Yeah. I think especially with social media, you know, people are expecting things, you know, five minutes ago. So yeah, yeah. definitely not in everything we do. I work for a lot of monthly magazines and, and Sunday supplement magazines. So there's a lot more of a lead time on that. And also our processes that we do the shoot and then, then we do an edit and then the edit goes to the retouchers and the retouchers, do some final work to the images they come back for approval and then they get published so I guess you know if I was still working in the world of newspapers it would be super quick you know but I'm not in that world so much now so I have a bit a little bit more breathing space but yeah I was on a job in Paris recently where the turnaround was really quick you know super quick we're kind of you know sending pictures you know within 10 minutes of, uh, of shooting them so yeah you're really under under pressure then to kind of Uh, to to deliver but luckily with with most of the clients I have now there's some lead time built in we always check that before you know how quickly the turnaround is going to be so yeah
2: so in terms of your own phone habits you've talked a bit about your healthy habits in the morning what other kind of boundaries do you have or have you set in place that have made you you think healthier or more productive
3: well i'm trying desperately to do no phones in the bedroom which is uh, (laughs) which is going pretty well actually um occasionally somehow it seems to whittle its way back in and i can't really explain why so do you Um, put it
2: out at a certain time or uh,
3: yeah kind of just
2: never take it in there what's what's no it's
3: uh, well in the evening really so it's in the evening then i've just made a point of it being it's always charged overnight i always make sure it's charged in the in the spare room basically yeah Uh, so yeah i make sure i do that but but I, I do feel it's a battle, a constant battle with my, you know, with myself. I find myself inanely checking the same things. You know, I flit from Instagram and then sometimes I just check Facebook and then I find myself checking Sky News. I don't care what's on Sky News and then, oh, maybe an email's come in and suddenly, I, you know, you're sort of in this trance almost. And then I find myself in it, you know, it might have only been five minutes, but then I'm like pull yourself together what you're doing you know and then i put the <laughs> phone down and go back to go back to what i'm doing so whilst i'm good on on the time blocks that we've that we talked about you know sometimes by the afternoon or if i'm traveling or you know then i can find myself in that loop that we just yeah, spoke about yeah. and it's hard to get out i tried something called freedom which is an app which is meant to block you from, oh, yes from, yeah. from uh, reaching certain but you sides. can override
2: that i think can't you
3: i just i think i think i think it's either shut down or doesn't work anymore yeah. so it's not the There's not, doesn't seem to be a robust solution that I've found.
2: No, I think it's down to our self-control, isn't it? And that's what's so hard. That's the problem, isn't it? Because
3: I think when you, you know, I've got this horrendous timer on my computer screen in the office, which is how many days, hours, minutes, There are potentially left in my life, which is quite a horrendous thing to have. I don't know why. I I don't know who put it on there or why. Yeah. yeah. So it's probably generally really bad. But the fact that you know we we do have a a, a finite amount of time on this planet, and and I and and with our to-do lists, I don't know about yours, but mine is perpetually overflowing, permanently. Never gets the end of it. You never get to the end of it. So what? You know, why am I in this loop of Sky News? I even check Twitter sometimes. I'm not active on Twitter in any way it's not part of my business you know I just stick it on the list of thumb scroll things that I go through you know so it's bad you know it's bad I need to uh, I need to, to some Tanya Gooden help to kind of get myself <laughs> back up to speed here one pathetic excuses that facebook is now more like a duckling riding on an alsatian you know rather than something actually of value so i definitely spend much less time on facebook i mean the early days of facebook was you know actually seeing your friends who live in california and what they've been up to with their kids that's great isn't it you know you're kind of yeah great to be able to see them but now i don't want to see a duckling riding on an alsatian i don't care you know or a cat and yet we
2: still spend hours doing it. Yeah, we said that's, that's the, the worst problem. bit, isn't it? Yeah. That's
3: the bit. Back to the screen. You've yeah. got to find out amount of time on this planet. What are we doing doing that? You know, get some of those big rocks off your to do list. Come on.
2: So, what do you hate about other people's phone habits?
3: Um, are there
2: things that people do that drive you demented?
3: There are. One of the things is. A thing which I don't know too much about, but Facetune is some. Oh yeah. Her understanding of where you acro- can move I come across your... that
2: a lot with teenage girls actually using that. Someone actually yeah.
3: said an unnamed celebrity said, "Can you make me look like that Facetune?" Which no. is uh, you know what pretty... a shame
2: you can't tell us who that is. <laughs> I know, oh, well it is,
3: isn't it? Yeah, I think your eyebrows would raise if so. But yeah, you know how condescending and awful. You know, once I realised what face tune was, you know, yeah. you're kind of moving the eyes and stuff around. So things like that, are, you know, don't do don't do us any favours really. So yeah, that's not a good thing. There's a I read last week about a photographer who did an amazing set of pictures. And I don't know if you've seen them or not, but he photographed people, candid portraits of people with phones unaware of him so photograph with a telephoto lens and he removed the phones in photoshop i have seen them and i would love to see them you'll have to forward me yeah i will do they're really powerful how powerful is that i I, i've read about that and thought god i've got to see that because you know it's like the kind of walking with your head down towards the lamppost type scenario isn't it one
2: of one of the most powerful shots in that sequence is he's got a couple in bed and they have their backs to each other because they're both looking, obviously, at what would have been their smartphones. I remember seeing his work. I can't remember who it is, but I'll, I'll yeah. look it up and I'll put it in the programme. Yeah. Notes, episode yeah. Notes. yeah.
3: i notes. Yeah. Really, I can't wait to see that just because I think that will exude some power, you know, won't it? We all see, I mean, every minute of every day you're seeing someone walking across a pelican crossing with their head down, aren't you? Thinking, yeah. you know, or Why cycling you along, you know. Just yes. checking your stocks and shares while doing 20 miles an hour in the bike lane, you know, it's kind of. It's I pretty walked pretty down bad on really, the river
2: near where we both live um, not that long ago, and I passed a woman watching a film on an iPad as she was walking along the towpath on a beautiful day in a beautiful location watching a film on an ipad
3: yeah i mean that's pretty bad isn't it you know i'm doing my meditation app that i'm using at the moment is by sam harris do you know sam harris i
2: don't Uh, it's called
3: it's called waking up it's pretty amazing but i was a big headspace advocate before that you know which i I also really like and i only you know i'm not you know i grew up with hippie parents and i've kind of rebelled a bit against that i'm not very woo woo in any way really so 10 minutes of plain talking is about all I can kind of handle but you know Sam Harris is you know as they all are but Sam Harris particularly talking about really being in the moment and actually being extremely conscious and alert about what's happening right now this second and you know, you think all of everything you've just talked about is the antithesis of that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think we do Watching that. a film on a beautiful day while walking, it's like, well, how many things are you doing there? It's crazy, isn't
2: it? We, we all of us don't do that enough anymore, do We really appreciate what's going on in the moment. I think that's one of the casualties of life on screens. Absolutely,
3: I do. And therefore, all the more important to be having at least 10 minutes. If you can't find 10 minutes yeah. to stop and actually be really in the moment, then... Kind of, what's the point, really? We've all got these busy, crazy lives, haven't we? Everyone is, you know, we're multitasking at the best of times, you know, even if it's not to do with tech, you're kind of kicking the oven door shut while frying the veg, you know, it's <laughs> that, you know, we're, we're busy, aren't we? Now we're yeah. busy, you know, we live in this crazy metropolis of a city, it's hectic. We've all got kind of a little bit too much to do. So for me, it's, you know, really feel it's like a time where I need to be at least starting that every day with just a a small amount of time being as in the moment as possible and and then what's the cumulative effect of that I'm doing that seven days a week that's essentially becoming who I am Mm. so you know at least even if I do get dragged into the tech by late afternoon you know then at least we've started this day in a good way and building a building a good habit and having some time actually being really here and now I just think that's important that we're doing that right now for what's going to happen in years to come you know.
2: so i just want to end by asking you three questions that i'm going to be asking everybody and you might actually have answered some of these in in what we've discussed but i'll just i'll just put them out there so my first question is what's the one thing you'd like to say to everyone listening about their phone and tech habits what's the message you'd like to get across well i think
3: i would like to reiterate about taking 10 minutes to be very much in the moment because I don't know if this is right or not, but at least that in some ways is possibly an antidote. At least you're giving yourself ten minutes where you are being really in the moment. So at least spending some time being as mindful as possible. You and know. ten
2: minutes, as you say, is not not a big ask. I don't is think it? it's a
3: big ask really. I think I don't see why you can't build that into your into your routine. So I think for me that's probably my answer for that.
2: Okay so my next question is have you got a tip that you haven't shared already around getting a good balance with our tech life with our on screen and off screen
3: life I think being tight with your time I think it is is good and I know we touched on that but being very much in control of your time depending on if you work for yourself or not you know I know if you you know if you're employed that's very different but you know my as soon as I've done my the first couple of things in my Morning routine. I have my calendar open in day view, and that's where I block out what I'm doing. Everything throughout the day until seven o'clock, everything has an allocated time slot. And it really took me a long time to get to drag myself to that conformity. Because as I said earlier, it's just it's not me in my nature. But that really helps. That really helps because we're all procrastinators to a certain extent. Me ever so much so, uh, and give me any excuse to, oh, just go and clean that mark off the window when I should be doing something else, you know. So I kind of, this sort of rigid conformity that I have rebelled against for a long time, I now find is you know, weirdly satisfying in that I can look back at the end of the day and, and, and see what I've achieved. You know, sometimes it's petty little in what I really hope to achieve, but because maybe some fires came in that needed to be fought, you know, welcome to the world. But at least there's a track and a game plan. And, and if you're following that or aiming to following that, then, you know, you're inadvertently highlighting to yourself, you know, that you're slipping away if you're having a tech moment, you know, you, you know that you're not then on your block you know i'm making it sound very sort of military um it's uh, about taking control but i think it's it's about the control control. i think it it is because i i I think it's you know it's are you a procrastinator do you think
2: yeah i think i can be i Mm. think i can be guilty of the duck on the back of the (laughs) the alsatian video um so yeah I, i like the idea that of of setting a plan rather than mm. letting ourselves be led down a, you know, yeah. internet black hole. I like the idea of, you know, us actually managing our time. I think that's a really important lesson and something that we've all slightly forgotten and as you said really important for people who are self-employed so many of us work for ourselves now
3: yeah um, there's no guidelines I don't think for this we didn't you know we learned long multiplication at school you yeah. know and fractions <laughs> not and how sets, to manage and, our day you know yeah. and pigeon french but not how to run our lives you know it's so important now you know we're, you know I'm kind of I feel like I've got another you know another good 10 or 15 years oomph in my career doing what i'm doing now and i i need every moment of that time to be improving and to be learning and to be pushing forward it's it's vital and it's crucial i feel it's like so important yet you know i can get caught into these tech loops you know so it's just doing anything we can to kind of keep on track and for me personally it might not work for anyone else but for me it's that regimen that regime and having these time blocks to hold myself accountable to
2: i like the idea of the countdown clock i'm not sure if i'm a bit too nervous <laughs> to actually it's a bit <laughs> set scary it up and have a look i'm gonna send I you think, a link yeah in terms of reminding ourselves what we're wasting i think hmm. that sounds quite powerful as yeah. well yeah yeah um so my last question is what do you think you've learned about yourself from your phone and tech habits
3: It's not a direct perfect answer, but I think I've realised the addictive nature of it. You know, I've realised how powerful that is, even to the extent, whereas when I'm in the inane thumb scrolling, I know something's not right and I still can't drag myself away. But, you know, I read last week someone saying, hey, listen, you know, these people are spending billions of pounds on making you addicted to this you know yeah, so, so so it's not an accident <laughs> and i thought well god what, what an interesting way of of looking at it it's sad really it's highlighted It's highlighted to me you know that i definitely do spend too much time not being useful on it we spoke about instagram and uh, you know and i said how beneficial yeah. that can potentially yeah. be you know and enjoyable as well it's great for me to you know i follow some amazing photographers all over the world and see some beautiful images and uh, that they're um, and some I love Instagram you know, I think
2: it's my favourite social yeah, people which yeah is, which is great it's so inspiring isn't it it's
3: inspiring right and I'm in the world of Keeping creativity alive—that's my part of my mission. Yeah. So you know, to do that, it's great to see you know what someone's doing in Southern California, where the late afternoon light is more golden than it would ever be here, and they're using this beautiful daylight and reflecting it and making these gorgeous pictures. And you know that I can bring that into my front room and can bring it into the palm of my hand. It's amazing. So whilst there are these amazing benefits, there's the there's the there's the inaneness as well. I keep I, I went from dinner with my brother last week and he's removed almost everything from his home screen apart from I think he's got uh, he's got his email button at the bottom and the and the phone thing and I think messages and that's it I was like wow that's pretty impressive that's hardcore yeah Yeah, we'll go for dinner next week and let's see if it's still the same you know
2: (laughs) so you've learned that you can be a procrastinator which you maybe already knew about yourself yeah but you've also learned that a lot of the online world is really inspiring yeah Yeah. And I think I mean, that's why the podcast is called It's Complicated, because I think we've got those two things, haven't we? There are aspects of the online world that are really beautiful and valuable and inspiring. And we've just got to make sure we're spending really useful time there. Well, thank you so much for coming and chatting with me. I would really recommend following Dan, Dan Kennedy Photo on Instagram and D Kennedy Photo on Twitter. Uh, And definitely subscribing to the Dan Kennedy podcast, which has some really great conversations with other photographers and those working in the creative and visual arts. I've really I've been listening to it this week, Dan. I've really enjoyed it. Oh, thank you. And if you want to learn from the master himself how to develop and hone your photography skills, Dan runs a select number of exclusive workshops in London. And all the details are on his website, dankennedyworkshops.com. So thank you very much.
3: Thank you, it's been great to chat to you.
1: Well, we've all been
2: pushed around. Thank you for listening to this episode of It's Complicated. If you haven't already, please do subscribe, rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. It helps other people find us and it means you get a helpful little notification when a new episode becomes available. For more about getting a healthy balance with tech, you can follow me, Tanya Goodin, or Time to Log Off on Instagram and Twitter. And both my books, Off and Stop Staring at Screens, are available on Amazon and at All Good Bookshops. Finally, for more information about this and other episodes in the podcast series, visit itstimetologoff.com. But in the meantime, from me and from Dan, thanks for listening.
1: My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then...